Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, for the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So it's good to be with you uh, today. If you were went to Mass, you would have seen that uh, the reading... We're back to Ordinary Time, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of that. So Christmas is officially over. Ordinary Time starts up a new year. So this is um, the, the first Tuesday of week one in Ordinary Time. And uh, the Gospel today is about Jesus driving out demons. Jesus driving out demons with great authority. Uh, and he has an authority that really nobody has because he is divine. He's a divine person. Uh, and the reading talks about uh, how he's, he's the, the people listening to him realize this is somebody that is not like anybody that's come before him. And uh, I'll give you a little snippet from the gospel today from Mark, first chapter. Uh It says, the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And then there was a man with a demon, and Jesus commands the demon to go, and of course the demon goes. And then about the people again, it says, all were amazed and asked one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. So Jesus is... uh, this is all, remember, we celebrated the Epiphany on Sunday. His authority over all things natural and supernatural are a manifestation of who he is, that he is God. And so when he's doing these works, it's this it's a twofold purpose. He wants to set the people free, of course. He also is letting people know that he is come he's come from heaven. Uh, he is on a rescue mission, and he's beginning to do things that nobody else can do. So he speaks the word of God as no one had ever spoken it before, because he is the word of God. The word is proclaiming the word. Now, you have to realize, when the rabbis taught, they would always support their statements with quotes from other authorities to try to bolster their arguments. And of course, the prophets spoke with uh, a particular delegated authority. So when we read from the prophets, you often see it says when they're about to give the king or somebody a message from God, it would say, thus says the Lord, and then they would give the message. But when Jesus speaks, he doesn't need any backup support. He doesn't need any authorities. Uh, he doesn't have to quote from somebody else because he, he is authority incarnate. He is authority incarnate, the word made flesh. When he speaks, you're listening to God speak because he is God. And of course, when he commands the demons, even they must obey him. Uh, 
So when we think about this, um, Augustine, St. Augustine of Hippo, he uh, had this to say about faith and the works of Jesus. So he said, faith is mighty, but without love, it profits nothing. The devils confessed Christ, just as we heard in the gospel today, but lacking charity, it availed to nothing. The devil said, what have we to do with you? They confessed a sort of faith because they realize who he is, but without love, hence they were devils. So it's not enough to believe that Jesus is God. You then have to back it up with, uh, with the, the love that you would have for him, you know? So the love accompanies the faith. And this makes sense because, of course, the devil knows Jesus is God, uh, but he, he has no love for him. So it's just, it's an empty void uh, of just a bit of knowledge that he has. Uh, of course, we know from uh, St. Paul when he gives that famous uh, teaching to the Corinthians about love, he says faith is powerful, but without love it profits nothing. And scripture tells us that true faith works through love and it abounds in hope. They're all connected. So our faith is made perfect in love because love orients us towards the supreme good, which is God himself. This is why we have such a crisis in the world today is because there's just too many people who don't know experientially the love of God through Jesus Christ. There's people that know about Jesus, but they don't know the man. It's like... Uh, a cartoon character to them. They, they've never had an experience of him. They've never invited him into their heart or they have some kind of animosity towards him, um, which is a strange thing, even amongst the Christian denominations, you know, down here, Baptist land, Tennessee, um, there are some people that look at Catholics as almost like devils. They think we're some kind of apostate religion. Uh, and this is all through the work of the devil, ironically, to, to convince other denominations, Christian denominations, that Catholics are in some way uh, some evil sect. I got news for you all, if you're listening. This is the one true faith that Jesus Christ started when he walked the earth. He began with Peter as the first pope, and it's continued up to today with our Pope Francis. So this is it. For you to slander the Catholic faith is you're slandering God himself because Jesus is the head of this church, the uh, Catholic church. We And we want everybody to be part of it, by the way. We're not trying to keep people away from it. Uh, you know, that saying all are welcome. Well, everybody is welcome to come and participate in what we believe. So you you can't come and say you're welcome, but you're going to do things your way. That's not how it works. You know, you wouldn't go into uh, a hospital for surgery and start telling the doctor, I don't like the way you're going to do this operation. I want to do it this way. That's not how it works. This is the faith. This is the faith we profess. This is the faith we believe. And if you want to be part of it, we would welcome you. We would love everybody to become Catholic. But then you have to uh, act as a Catholic. You know, when Jesus forgave sins, and he for everyone he met, if they had an open heart, he forgave them. But then he said, and sin no more, and sin no more. So you're welcome to come in, but then you have to abide by the laws that were given to us by Christ and his Father 
throughout the Old and New Testaments, and and that's how we do it. Now you might say, well, how could you say that? You have so many bad, ex- excuse me, bad examples of priests and bishops and all sorts of people that have done terrible things. Yes, there's human beings in the church, and that's the problem. It's the great blessing, and it's also the great uh, problem that human beings are flawed. And so in every um, walk of life, you know, no matter what you're looking at, teachers, doctors, lawyers, uh, priests, you're going to find damaged, broken people who do sometimes bad things. It's just the way it is. Uh, But we would not... Uh, want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. So, <clears throat> when we think of um, Jesus and his power, both in his word and his sacraments, um, that should give us great hope. And hope anchors our faith in the promises of God. That's what hope does for us. It also purifies our desires for the things which last for eternity. That's what we're hoping. Uh, what is it? Hebrews 11, I believe. Hope is confident assurance concerning things. Faith is confident assurance concerning things we hope for, and conviction about things we cannot see. So the hope, the hope is what anchors our faith into the promises. Uh, and the word of God has a power in of itself. It can set you free from anything that binds you up in sin or deception or despair, or any sort of. Uh, ailment that's troubling you. The word has power. We here, we're going to do something new this year. Um, I still have to pick a person today that I would like you to pray for. I would say in general, there's been a lot of bad weather on the West Coast, um, which is creating havoc for a lot of poor people. So maybe today, if you could just add the uh, flooding that's taking place in California and all those affected by it, that would be a good thing to pray for today. But um, a parishioner came up to me, not I think it was just yesterday, really, and he was telling me that he was in another country and, and there was a uh, went to a church and the priest did an, a mass of liberation or mass of healing. Uh, and he said... Um, it was a twofold thing. It was for healing and liberation. Liberation is like a gentle word for deliverance or exorcism. Um, but people get freaked out if you use that word. So liberation sounds so much nicer. Uh, and he said that it had a profound effect. Like people's lives were transformed by the end of that mass. And the priest went through up and down the pews with the monstrance, which I've done it at conferences. And it does have a powerful effect on the people when they see Jesus coming right to them and and standing over them, blessing them. Uh, Why is this different than what happens at the end of the Mass? They just received Jesus in the Eucharist, so we're going to combine them. We're going to have a healing and liberation Mass last Saturday of every month in the morning, followed by uh, exposition of the Blessed Sacrament with the monstrance being walked up and down the aisles, uh, blessing the people individually. And we're going to see what happens, because when I prayed about it almost immediately the lord said i desire this i desire this um so whenever the lord says i desire we got to do it just lickety split as soon as we can get it set up now i i keep saturdays free from saturday morning masses i don't have an intention because i like to keep those free in case i have a sudden uh person that uh, needs a mass for somebody who died because uh, there's a year wait 
at my church to get a mass intention in because uh, the people understand the power in the mass here and they booked out over a year in advance because all, all the days are taken up now. But the Saturday mornings are free. So the last Saturday of the month, we'll be doing this healing and liberation mass with the exposition of Jesus to walk up and down blessing his people. And we, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be great. Now, something else that I wanted to mention to you all, um, to keep keep praying for our country, of course, because this, yeah, you may not know this, but so goes the way of America, so goes the world. And uh, there's a lot happening right now in our country, um, particularly some of these laws that have been passed um, and I, I just feel like we need to really be storming heaven um, because this uh, marriage equality, whatever it's called, act that they passed uh, is a dangerous thing for Christianity, for all religions, really. Um, and, the, you know, there could come a day because of this, this the Respect for Marriage Act, which basically codifies same-sex marriage as federal law, this is going, you're going to see this in the near future, that you'll have a gay couple come into a Catholic church and uh, demand that they be married in the, in the Catholic church. Uh, up to this year, we could say, I'm sorry, but uh, the the rule for Catholics is that uh, the man and the woman, only a man can marry a woman, and they both have, need, have to be um never married before unless their marriage was annulled or one of the spouses died. So there's rules, you know, that, 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 that are set up because of the teaching of Jesus, by the way. It's because of the te that this teaching came right out of his very mouth when he walked the earth about marriage and how it, he desired it would be. Um, so anyway, this is very likely going to happen. And then what's going to happen from there? Uh, they're going to... Um, go to the authorities and complain that they were in some way mistreated because we did not oblige them on their request. And because of this Respect for Marriage Act, there's a potential that the priest could be uh, fined or locked up for disobeying the federal law. Um, I don't know how this made it into law because uh, we have religious freedom in this country and we're allowed to follow our religion uh, so long as, you know, it's not a religion that's going to do harm to somebody, you know, uh, animal, animal sacrifice or human sacrifice or something crazy. But this is what's happened. Um, a recent uh, Gallup survey said only 17% of our country are satisfied with the direction our country is heading. That's got to be an all-time low. 17%, that's almost... I don't think I've ever seen it that low before. Uh, it's very clear to me that um, this is a time for great saints to rise up. That, you know, you should be saying to the Lord every day, Lord, I'm available, just like Our Lady was available. If you want to choose me, I'm available to do your will. You just send me on the mission, and I'll go do it. Uh, and trust and what he, that he'll equip you for whatever he calls you to do. Because th there has to be the people, we've gotten too soft 
as a as a country and um we're we're just the it seems that everybody's just looking for comfort and ease and that just leads to uh, and uh, i don't know a devolving of the whole society L the morals everything is just collapsing so um it's interesting though that i see uh, these very large families young families with many children who are all starting to come to this parish in the last year or so and many of them are uh, homeschooling and there's even many of them are homesteading so they're they're starting to step away from the world and go back to sort of the days of little house on the prairie growing their own food uh having their own chickens their eggs their cows for milk and uh and and really they are remarkably happy people these are people who smile and laugh very easily and I, who almost I never see frowning or upset. So there's something, the spirit is doing something and, and it's, it's really moving. Uh, you probably won't see it if you live in a big city because that's not where these people gravitate. They're moving to the country where they have land, where they have water, uh, where they can grow their own food and, uh, you know, more power to them, you know, uh, because we, we, the things that are happening, uh, with the government is it's jaw-dropping to see um right now the vast majority of people who are dying are the vaccinated but the news doesn't like to tell you that but that's the truth now i this i i have nothing against you if you took the vaccine I, i'm i'm praying for you every day that uh that you you won't be somebody that would die suddenly but you know every day when i open the paper there's three to four cases in the news, uh, in the, the, the actually the New York Post. The it's 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 a paper that's not doesn't lean left. Of young people who are fairly famous for whatever reason, many of which are athletes, who suddenly died. It's a phenomenon, and it's it's actually now it's starting to be tracked because there are some studies that have been coming out with this information. Um, but all the while, you know, um, they told us everything was safe. Everything was safe. Remember how this all started? We got to flatten the curve in two weeks. Two weeks. And look where we've come. So this country needs your prayers. Um, the church needs your prayers. The priests need your prayers. The children need your prayers. Protection over all the children of the world and their innocence. Because there's a great attack on innocence. Uh, the devil hates innocence and he wants to abolish it from the planet. So here's, these are your marching orders for the day. If you could keep all these things in your prayers uh, and, and pray for courage for the priests and the bishops that they would uh, stand up boldly and challenge uh, authority that is being wielded to the detriment of the people of this country. It's time to take a stand. So uh, oh, I have news to report. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> See, this is the problem when you get in your late 50s, you forget things. So there's another pilgrimage coming up that I'm going to be leading to Medjugorje with my good friend Ann Vusick. Ann, as you know, is uh, was born in Medjugorje and lived there as a young child and then went back every summer to visit with her friends and was there in the summer 
uh, when Medjugorje apparitions began. So she was right there when this hap started happening. Um, and it had a profound effect on her life, and it really a great conversion for her too occurred uh, from this uh, these events of Our Lady appearing in Bosnia Herzegovina. Um, so this is going to take place in April, from the 20th to the 29th, and you can, I'm going to get a link up on our um, website page on how to. Uh, get in touch with the people running this. It's being run by a group named Tecton Ministries. I've been on many pilgrimages with them. They're very good. Uh, they're very Catholic. And the the, the whole uh, pilgrimage is focused around uh, the sacraments. You know, that's a big part of it. And, and that doesn't happen on every pilgrimage, even to holy places. I was recently talking to a gentleman who, run, he's a representative for another tour company that had started booking a tour of the Greek islands. It's called the Footsteps of St. Paul. And um, he said that, I guess my parish was planning this before I got here and then COVID hit and it all fell apart. So he came back and wanted to know if we wanted to do it again or get the thing going. And he, he said, you know, um, this is the place we'd visit. This is what we'd be doing. And, you know, we can customize it so that we can, you know, we can throw a mass or two in there. And he said, throw a mass or two in there? I said, I celebrate mass every day. So we're not going to throw a mass or two in there. Uh, that's going to be the focus of the day. And then we'll build around that. Uh, but this particular company, Tecton Ministries, they're very good about keeping... Uh, the Catholic pilgrimage is very Catholic. So, um, and particularly when you're in a place like Medjugorje, where uh, most people wind up going to mass twice a day because there's the morning English mass and then the evening mass with the, with the Croatians. Uh, but that may frighten some people thinking two masses a day, my gosh, could I possibly do that? There is a change in your demeanor when you set foot in this little village where you become more like the saint you were created to be than you would ever imagine. And there's a great protection there over your spirit and your soul. Uh, there's a freedom. You'll, you, you find that you, you, there's no um, anxiety. There's no worry. There's no fear. It's such a different place. It's the closest to heaven you'll ever come in this life. Uh, so that's going to be April 20 to April 29th uh, this year, 2023, with me and my friend Ann Vusick. And you can go to Tecton, T-E-K-T-O-N Ministries, and uh, just look up uh, pilgrimages upcoming, and it'll be right in there, April 20 to 29, Medjugorje. And there's a whole flyer and brochure, and I'll try to get a link up on our website as well, too, at uh, Radio Maria USA. And... These experiences, I've been, I, my goodness, I think I've been on 15 or so in my life just to Medjugorje. Every single one has been different. Every single one has been profoundly blessed and filled with graces. Um, and I wind up making new friends on each one of these. I just, with this last trip, now it seems quick because I was just there probably six months ago. Usually I go in the fall. This time, this year I'm going in the spring. Uh, and, and that is a wonderful too because you see everything starting to bloom and come alive and it's uh, a wonderful time of year to be there and it's still not too hot but not too cold um so the last trip yes i i made friends with uh, julie and uh got to know her family since she came back and 
her, uh, she, now the kids are coming to the academy here and, um, her aunt, uh, I think it was her aunt, aunt or cousin Agnes, who is delightful. And I, uh, so enjoyed meeting, getting to know her and many others, many others on that trip. So pray about it. Ask the Lord if this is something he desires for you. And if he desires it for you, then you better do it. All right. It's been wonderful to be with you this day. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan signing off. 